Yes, sir. It is episode X here, episode 10 on Station Jet Podcast. It's been a while, but the wait will be worth it with the man, Emmanuel Fakier, a Commonwealth Games superstar for Australia, the greatest sporting nation in the world. Emmanuel, how are you today, sir? I'm great, Mr. James. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel's all laughs, all bands, and a great guy as a whole. I've already wrapped you over you can just end this now. They yeah. all know you're a good bloke, so go don't worry. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> so, Emmanuel, uh, known you through high school, you know, always been the athletic type, and then this year, the Commonwealth Games and Gold Coast, you know, big moment for you, big moment for our high school, Morris College Eastwood, you know, an ex-student going to that level. It's pretty insane. And as a viewer, you don't really... You always see those people that are with people that have like made it. I you know, do that with the uh, inverted commas. Um, you know, be with them and see them on their journey. Like for me, I've never thought, oh, all my mates from high school, yeah, whatever, that I'll do whatever. And then you just, you know, on the a big stage, huge, really. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was bloody huge. I guess having all the support from everyone was bloody great. Like just getting messages left, right, and center. They're like, Oh, good luck. It's like, wow, you made it. Like you're doing yeah. pretty much great things out there. Like, uh, even one of the teachers from Morris Eastwood was just like, Oh, we're going to play you in front of the big screen down at the new hall that they've built. Oh, look at that. That's yeah. awesome. I was like, geez, it's like he had a slideshow up. He was like fun facts about me. Like who my favorite teacher was, what my favorite subject was. Well, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. Did you contribute to that or? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I said Miss Drion was my favorite teacher. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know her, yeah. she is good looking. <laughs> and uh, yeah, favorite And subject. great teacher as well. Yeah, great teacher. Absolutely great teacher. <laughs> okay, cool, dude. Well, let's just start with, um, before we get into the big things, you know, start small, growing up, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, for those of you who didn't hear, Manuel also did another interview at Eastside FM. So he's uh, he's a veteran in a radio and podcasting and interviews. So he's going to smash this one today. So growing up, you said you were born in uh, England. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Lambeth in uh, 1997. It was uh, pretty much a short stay, and then we went back to Nigeria, stayed there for a bit, and came to Australia in 2001. Do you remember much of Nigeria or at all? Or? Uh, yeah, I remember a bit about Nigeria. We went back again uh, when I was a bit. Older but younger for me. But okay. Yeah. yeah. So like it's it was pretty good. Like we were living pretty well off over there. Like it wasn't that it wasn't that harsh of a living place. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good fun. Like even when I was up in the games, my dad sent me messages from like family friends and other people there, being like, "Hey, I just saw your son on TV." Oh wow. Thing from Nigeria. And they're like, "Why is he wearing Nigeria colours?" And they're just <laughs> like, "Oh, you know." So, <laughs> it's easy competing for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And did you ever think while you were there that you'd be moving to Australia? Or um, So if you ever move from like an African country to Australia, you basically think it's America. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're thinking, oh, we're coming to America. Like, oh. The big cities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, the Big Apple. It's like, yeah, it's Sydney. We're just like... Oh. The Big Pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, like we came in 2001 and it was such a, like a weird experience. Like I was just like, where the, where are we kind of mm. thing. And then like three months down the track, we got permanent residency and it was just like, I guess we're staying here for good. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Done and dusted. And did you speak English when you came in? Yeah, yeah. I was pretty fluent in English. Um, 
I think also having like family in England and America also contributed to the fact that I could speak pretty good English. I didn't yeah. have like an accent on like a Wakandan kind of a vibe. It's like, hello, Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you kill it anyway, so you didn't come yeah. up with that, but you've got it down pat. That's awesome. And then, you know, you went to uh, primary school, you were at? I was at um, St. Anthony's Marsfield. Oh, okay, that's right. From kindy to year two, and then St. Kevin's at from year, yeah, at Eastwood, right cool. down the street. From yeah, great school. And where we met, Morris College Eastwood, mm. you know. Year you, seven. That's right. <laughs> Both had older brothers there. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and Emmanuel, you know, was always known for his athletics from the first year. You know, you, always, you probably had that, you know, instilled into you due to your older brother's uh, uh participation and effort and accolades so did yeah. you feel pressure in the athletics department when coming into high school uh yeah because uh i guess every time you opened up the yearbook you always see the records on mm. the front page and just be my brother's name there and just be like everyone's like oh you're gonna beat his record and i was yeah. like yeah like, maybe <laughs> <laughs> and then like year nine rolled around and it was more of me doing jumps than doing sprinting and yeah like it was me breaking the jumps record instead of the sprinting record. So, did you have a real uh, path in year seven in terms of athletics? Like, were you doing that? Were you doing little athletics up until no year seven? I started little athletics when I was 16, 17. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I never really got into that because um, my brothers did little ways from I guess year nine and. Because I was always younger than them, I was came up and watched them compete, and I was mm. just like, "This is so boring." <laughs> I just kept on. I kept playing soccer. Like I played for Epping the Tigers, and then Gladesville Ravens. That's right, and uh, I had the privilege of, uh, you know, partnering up Emmanuel and the striker uh, in a strike uh, partnership at Peel Park, and he actually played up for us and uh, scored the winner. Yeah, you know, sent us to the top of the table. So. Did my confidence. I remember you did a little, you were dancing after it, you know, yeah. and then we're just like, yeah, we got a 15-year-old showing up the 16-year-olds here. That's uh, that's what we want, future <laughs> of the club. And you enjoyed soccer, though. You played for school as well. You know, yeah. we all, I thought you'd probably uh, pursue that path. Did you, were you always passionate or? Oh, I was 100% passionate about soccer. I think it came to year 10 where I tried a bit harder in math and they accelerated us for two net mathematics in year 11 and I sat the HSC for that. Mm. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty okay. Like, I like the feel of it. And next was then the normal HSC and I was like, I'm just going to stop sport altogether kind of a thing just to focus on it. Uh, but Is that in year 12? Yeah, in year 12. Okay. Yeah. And I think I got a bit, I got a bit annoyed with soccer because uh, like, I'll be playing and then like the left back or someone always just be like lagging behind and then we lost I think the quarter final of the Champs and Champions game after winning it the year before yeah and I was just like ugh this is such a hard road like yeah. you play the full season and then you gotta play another mm-hmm. like what four games and, and all high quality yeah all high quality you put it all out there I don't think they know what they're do- we're doing an interview so no. just ignore them <laughs> yeah yeah that sound just putting the brakes and everything like right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I think from there it was year 12. Yeah. And I had like 
Dyson and La, like the sports people, just being like, oh, play soccer, play soccer. And I was just like, no, I'm just going to concentrate on uni. and I mean, not uni, um, HSC. Yeah. And that was pretty scary because my dad was also pissed off at me <laughs> for uh, stopping soccer. Yeah. He was just like, oh, like, why do you want to do athletics for? Like, it's nothing good. Nothing good can come out of it. But I was just like, it's a personal development. Mm. Like, you get something out of it. Even though soccer, it's more of a, it's a family kind of a vibe. It's yeah. around the boys and, like, if you produce, like, a bicycle kick like you did. Oh, who's, like, who remembers that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, it's something just to, like, to be a part of. But at the same time, athletics, for me, it's, it's small goals that yeah. keep me on the right path kind of a thing. Yeah. So, pretty much it was frustration with that year of football and then obviously education came yeah. to play. And during that time, were you still doing athletics? Uh, no, it was until the day after the physics final, I started training again. Oh, so you had a, a whole year off athletics? Yeah, like probably uh, two years off athletics. Really? Yeah. Just no, even like mucking around? Nah. Wow. Uh, well, like I guess mucking around and more would be like a MCS carnival. Like I, I'll do school carnival, then the metropolitan okay. one. And then I do CCC both. No training, just wake up in the morning and just go out there and try my best. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Did you feel feel like you were losing your ability, you know, during that two-month, uh, two-year lay, layoff from it? Um, no, I reckon it was more of a – it was more of a letting me rest mentally and physically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, that's a good question. I've not really thought about it. Like yeah. what I did feel like during that point because yeah, you get lazy, you get unfit. Yeah. And for me, it was all about just just the HSC really. It was such a big focus. And I think back and I was like, nah, I shouldn't have done that. I should have at least done some other sport while yeah. I was in it because it was, it was a stressful point. So with uh, many students up and coming just in the HSC, it's... So in Australia, for those you know, we're worldwide here. Um, in Australia, it's just a big test for Year Twelve students going to university. Um, with upcoming students, would you recommend your your road to the HSC, or would you, like you said, maybe should have just played sport to keep occupied? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I reckon sort of don't do the path I took, but at the same time, be wary of what your capabilities are and your and your feelings are at that point in time. Mm. If you feel bogged down with too much studying, then definitely go out play some sport. Mm. But if you feel like you're not studying enough, then definitely study. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's all down to personal preference, which, you know, you took the the big step and stuck with it with your guns and paid off. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I didn't know that. I thought you were always continuing throughout year, 12, year 11 and 12. Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. So year 12 finished. You know, you've had that layoff. So the day you finish your last exam, which was physics, how how tough is it mentally to be like, okay, I'm going back into this? Is it a tough transition after not doing it? Or is it just like, no, I, I know I want this? Um, I guess so for me, after finishing the HSC, the next stop was uh, all schools nationals, which is um, all just like a national championships but for people in the school and high school kind of a okay. range and I had to like get back in shape and all that but I was just thinking about nothing <laughs> I was like because like we had 
four months between then and getting into university. Yeah. And uh, all my free time was just in just sport, just going to training, coming out, doing an event, producing a result, and just constantly doing that. And I got into a rhythm and I just totally forgot about everyday life. I was just like, yep, I'm waking up, I'm going to training, waking up, going to training. and So routine. Yeah, routine, yeah. It really kept me in, like, just going. Yeah. Well, they say that the most successful people just, you know, they get that routine going and then it's just second nature to them. So they're always producing. You know, they're, they're not, they're not, they're always developing. They're not being stagnant. So, yeah. I mean, here's a prime example of you... You know, knuckling down and just be like, all right, it's just another day. It's nothing yeah. else is normal. It's normal yeah. for me to go do this. So, uh, we know people how they struggle with, um, you know, they have like two months off the gym and they got to really motivate themselves. And so you were able to just be like, nah, let's just, let's do it. Yeah. Get to work. Yeah. Were you apprehensive about, you know, going back with your ability? Were you being hard on yourself at the start? Um, hard on myself in just to, dig deep and finish the sessions like if you have consistency Mm -hmm. in that routine then therefore you won't feel bogged down you wouldn't feel like everything's going bad like but there's instances where you do feel like oh why am I doing this why is it like that but like in your head I reckon it's just someone telling you like don't pursue your goals kind of a thing like a negative voice in your head just like hey you don't need to do this like it's not going to be beneficial but at the same time you just got to realize that if you get this session done, the next one will be easier. Yeah. And you just got to keep on going. And that positive reinforcement is just, I know I'm here, but my end goal is over here. And I'm not close to that yet. You just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Wow. Like, yeah, it was, for me, it was trust the process. Like, I knew that in a, at some point I will get to that goal. Yeah. And, if I trust it, it will definitely work. Like I trained with um, Brandon Stark, the of House Stark. Yeah, House Stark definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, I think his legs broke. Nah, nah. <laughs> 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 nah the wrong one. The wrong one. Um, yeah, he's Tom Games high jump gold medalist. Yeah, and like he was going to the Olympics, world champs. He's went to the last. Um, he went to Glasgow for Com Games as well. And How old is he? He's 24, okay. 24, 25. Like he's close enough to my age to be like, you can talk to him and be like, oh, yeah, I did this, I did that. Hmm. But for like athletics, doing different events, sort of a different approach. Yeah. But at the same time, I reckon mentally it's the same. Yeah. For, like, for everyone. Okay. Because you, you will feel a bit separate from everyone else, like it's an individual sport, you do feel a bit bogged down time to time, but with a good training part like that, anything's pretty much possible. Yeah, so it's, just, yeah, it's very easy for the athletics because it's, you know, individual, you know, you don't have that support of a team, you know, to be like, all right, pick yourself up, it's all right, you've yeah. done this, this, and this. Everyone's their own, like, harshest critic, so mm. it's very tough. And how long with that physics exam, so you have that four months you'll train every day, and then the next year, first year of uni is when you started going to these national events. Is that how it worked? Uh, so I've been going to national events for like oh, ages before, like even just during high school, kind okay. of like that. 
and even high school I made it to a, like opens national finals for triple jump kind of a thing and that was with like one week of training per week going and okay. stuff like that and then so finishing high school the next big one was in December so like October we finished physics and then December the first or second was nationals okay um I don't know, I just didn't really care. It was more of me just, wow, like, I've made it to this point. Just See how it goes? Yeah, see how it goes. Like, two months of actually training and yeah, doing nothing it. for two years. My coach was like, look, there's nothing really to expect except, a, like, a result. Like, if you don't get a result, then I'd be pretty disappointing. But if you get a result, then we know that's the base and that's where we can start from to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... See, so I did athletics. Not well, but I did it. And never would I have thought, like, okay, that's my baseline. How do I improve? I just did it and, like, wish for luck. And yeah. did you feel on a those carnival day, you know, I woke up and I was like, didn't want to go. Or you one of those people like, okay, this is a big day for me. Or were you still pretty, pretty cruisy with how you took your approach? Pretty cruisy that yeah. I took my approach because it was just, I wake up, do what I have to do on the day and yeah. then come back home and sit down from the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think of um, when you're doing, so at school after those carnivals, they also do your, uh, they time you, they record you or whatever, then from there you can go to the next level. Yeah. Was that when you're doing events, never did it cross your mind like, okay, I need to get this to make it or you didn't really care if you did? Uh, yeah, I didn't really care if I did because I think at school carnivals there's no triple jump there. Oh, so. okay. Um, it was one of the teachers, Miss Brain, was just like, yeah, look, I'll just put you in, just have a go. And I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. And then it turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. And then every time it was like, you are placed first to third in most state events. And mm. that's like, I didn't know at the time, I was just like, look, I'm just competing. Like, I'm not really in it for the medals. I'm in it for myself and just knowing that, hey, that's the best I did on that day and I'm happy with it. Like, How did you get that mentality though? Because when you're... Obviously, with athletics, you're always comparing. You know, see younger kids now, like, oh, yeah. you see them, they're running, and they, they'll look to the side and be like, where's everyone else? And as soon as they do that, they just fall back. How, how did you get out of that mentality? Were you ever in that mentality state? And if so, how did you get out of it? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I reckon I was never in that mentality state because I think soccer helped out a lot for that because you go one-on-one with someone you just in your mind thinking, I'm going to get past you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like every day there's a, like, like every match, every one-on-one situation, there's always something there. And yeah. like you're on your bit, just quick thinking. I never, like you never stay still be like, oh, this guy's got more speed than me. This guy can kick the ball further. No, it's when you have the ball at your feet, you just attack. Yeah. Like, you, don't think. You just... don't think. You just go. <laughs> and I think that was it for me, just not thinking and just, just going. And, when you went to athletics, there was no, diff- no difference. It was just like, okay, I'm yeah, too I'm, bad I'm doing this. Yeah, like, I'm doing this. Like, I didn't care about the person beside me or even the person next jumping. It was just like, I'm up on here. Like, all I'm thinking about is myself and getting to the finish line or getting into the f- pit the furthest. Wow. And did you ever stop and realize, like, how am I doing this? Like, how am I not comparing myself? Or it was just... I think when people kept on like telling me like, oh, you look like this kind of a jumper or you like used to run like your brother or all that kind of stuff, I just was like, 
I'm not my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, that, I think that was, yeah, that's a, that's a big one for me. It's like, like your parents always compare you to your siblings every time. And, and um, we're better. Yeah. Uh, we know that. So, yeah. and so do they. Yeah. <laughs> as much as you wear, as much as, every time I say brother, I'm like, look, I'm better than you. <laughs> that's yeah. all it is. And yeah, I think comparing is always, it's to be better. Yeah. I never want to, I never want to stay stagnant and be like, oh, I'm complacent. Like, yeah. this is where I am. No, it's, you always got to be better. There's always something more. And that's uh, the recipe of success for many successful people. They always say like, look, I'm learning every day. Um, I'm getting better every day. My previous was not my best. I'm still getting there, which is, and you know, for the majority of people, that's absurd. You know, that's like, no way. Like I'm this, this is why, and that's how it's going to be. And if you were to be a motivational speaker right now, what would be your first step to get that out of them? Uh, uh, My motto, process over perfection. You'll never be perfect, but the process in getting to perfection is probably better than wow. the whole getting to perfection. Wow. Yeah. And where'd you get that from? Um, I would probably have to say myself. Keith's <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted now, yeah. so yeah, stop no, the t-shirts. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> like that. API referencing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, yeah, I think it's pretty much myself. Like you see other great athletes compete and all that, like LeBron James or you get your Ronaldos and all that kind of stuff. And I think every time you see them compete, they're always somehow better than they were last season. You're just like, how? Yeah, it's like, 100%. Like everyone always caps them out and be like, no, they can't get any better. They yeah. can never get better. No more rings. Yeah, no more no, championships. Exactly. And then the next year they do it or the next year they're in the final again. You're just like, what is this man doing different than everyone else? <laughs> Yeah, well, and then they probably do have that motto. And then if someone has a similar one, do you think like, okay, so what I'm doing is similar to this person. Is that great? Or is it still no no, compare, no comparison whatsoever? It's just me. Just me. Wow. That's a pretty good mindset to be in and a very disciplined one as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So you've got your mindset. You've got your training. You know, you've done your HSC, and now as a 17-year-old, you finish HSC, so you're like, all right, so what's the next step here? I've got my uni degree, which I'm going to focus on, but at the same time, I'm doing athletics. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big struggle. I guess first year uni, first semester, you're just like, I want to get good grades kind of a feeling. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think engin- electrical engineering really helped me out in the fact that you could get too focused in athletics and you always need something to take your mind away from it. And that's what engineering did for me. And at the same time, that also took my mind off athletics. athletics. Yep. And that was a good balance. Like when I come to the track, all of everything I learnt the day just went, goes away. When I leave the track, everything I've learnt comes straight back in. So yep. it gives you time just to be patient. Like I'll be sitting on top of a runway and like all of a sudden I figure out a dual maths equation that I was struggling with. I was like, oh, okay, that's how you do that one. Mm. And then I'll be in the lecture hall and I'll be like, so that's how you triple jump better. Yeah. <laughs> Works hand in hand. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, such a good exper- like experience in, I think, serendipity, like finding it all together. Yeah, nice. On common things, on common ways. With that layoff you had for two years, 
you know, you, now you're studying and doing athletics. How hard was it to keep that routine you've put in place? So you've done that routine for four months and then you're going to uni and studying. Yeah. Is it hard to maintain it or? Uni just added on to the routine. So, ah, okay. Um, so I guess after competing and all of that, we have you have like a three week break, then you go back to training. But okay. in that three week break, you can get complacent. You could be like, oh, I don't have to do anything. But that three week break was uni, and uni was just like pretty much every day. And I was like, okay, well, it's pretty, it feels like going to training pretty much. Yeah, that keeps the routine going. And then I think every offset, like you need to go on a break, training will be back. You need to go on a uni beyond training will be on, and then that'll keep going through the whole year. Yeah. So I wouldn't really have a break, and I think, like over the years, it has caught up to me and been like, I really need a break. You yeah, know, it's such a big like, toll. Yeah, and you're burning out. Yeah, and when you get when you've got to that point, have you acted on it, or you're just like, uh, look, my end goal is still here. I'm here. Mm. Like I'll get what I uh, what I need. I think so. After comms, I went to Japan to compete. And I think at that point, I was just like, I've competed so much. Like, I've been going on for like, I think it was six months, eight months worth of just competing. Okay. And that's a lot <clears throat> on an athlete. Yeah. I think because it's every, like every month, every day, 100%, 110%, you're pushing your body. Yeah. And you get to the end of like your last competition of the season and you just be like, bruh. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was I was with my coach and we were catching the train back to where we were staying and I was like, look, I need a drink. <laughs> I just need to kick back and just let it all out. Yeah. And he was like, I agree. And he's <laughs> like, don't do too much though because yeah. if you let yourself go, you might lose that drive that you have. And I can say I've lost that drive for a bit, but now it's slowly coming back. Like yeah. every day, just like if if you do a session and it's shit, it's how to make sure the next session isn't. Yeah. And that's what keeps me going. Like, now I've become a perfectionist kind of a thing, even though I say trust the process, but it's... Makes you think. <laughs> yeah, it really does yeah, make yeah. you think. So, like, like, what I forgot in my first session coming back was, was like, recovery, stretching, all that. That's my first session, which horrible next yeah. session i did i was like look i'm gonna do recovery stretching all that that didn't feel as bad as the first one so it's just inching your way closer and closer but yeah. that's that process i'm saying like you trust the process and yeah i reckon you'll never be 100 percent of what you really think you are like you always get there but it's like an um, exponential curve yeah you always want to touch it but you're never gonna get there and i think that's that's a true ecstasy to all sports kind of a thing like unless you you play soccer and you win a world cup or something like that you've reached a goal that's perfect yeah like every season's just just like that but you're trying to challenge to stay on a team every week like yeah. it's such a i don't know it's a it's a fine line yeah that's a, it's a that's a real insight into the sport mind you know um that's definitely stuff that when you get older and you progress up that they instill into you and why athletes are so successful you know it's not about like you're saying, being that perfect image, because then what what can you do? Like, yeah, that's when that is that what happened with your when you lost your drive. You're like, I'm here, so like, what's what now? Yeah, like, oh, I was, yeah, it's like you see some big stars day to day, and then like they'll do something really well for like one season, 
and then I reckon they'll feel the way I felt is just being get complacent. You're just like, oh, I don't think I can jump any further. I don't think I can do anything more. I think that's it. But when you get like that, you can become stuck, and mm. you you can just leave yourself bogged down and then that's leads it will spiral down into you quitting the sport because you thought that was your peak that's where you're always going to be if you have that mentality then you have to force yourself like you legitimately have to force yourself out of it or have a good community or a group to be like hey like what's next yeah like what are you aiming for just have and they'll push you to be like oh that's truly a goal for me to keep going or to keep doing this next up yeah and yeah, like I think it was, it got a bit like it's a bit scary being like, oh, why do I feel complacent for? Yeah. Like all this time I've been driving for more, driving for more. Now I'm just like, oh, like, you know, I meant the comp games, blah, blah, blah. I'm a big shot. I'm like, nah, you're not really. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing this podcast about what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, isn't for you, James? Like, this small podcast, it can become bigger. Look, that's what I need. Yeah, I, I need that motivation, you know? Exactly. It's like, it's like you do something small, but to know that what you little that you've done has so much a bigger effect. Yeah. Know, like it could ripple out, and like I was like I was I was just competing just for the like fun of it. Yeah. And then I jumped the B qualifier, and I was like, oh, sick one. Yeah. And then someone told me, oh man, like you know you jumped the B qualifier. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then like next thing after that was going off to nationals and winning that I was just like oh okay yeah and then like, I was pretty much riding the rhythm I was like yeah just, just yeah. keep going just keep having fun and until like pretty much like I got the kit and I got into the stadium I realized holy shit I yeah like, you're on this show yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly three yeah. months down track I'm on the show I'm just like dude <laughs> yeah but you're in the same like this is it. Yeah, this is Far it. out. Yeah. And what can you compare that to? Like, can you compare that to anything? Oh, mate, your bicycle kick was close. <laughs> <laughs> right, two mentions is enough. Maybe three later on. <laughs> um, if I can compare it to anything, no, I reckon if you have fun in what you're doing, yeah. that is what I can compare it to. Like, if I can see someone else else's joy in doing what they're doing, I'll be like, dude, I felt like that yeah. when I was out there. And if you find, if you have so much, like, if you have so much joy, so much happiness in what you're doing, mate, like, it's it's on par with everyone else. Like, That's right. If if you have a love for helping people, dude, I'm on your level. Yeah. Like, you can be at an Olympian level and be like, oh, like, I wonder how that would feel. No, they feel exactly the same way you feel. Wow. And like, yeah, like I draw my strength from like seeing other people do well. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, this guy's having fun. This guy's doing it. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. I need to be that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, how do people, that's such a hard mentality for people to get into, you know, because people see other people's like success and be like, like stuff them, like, mm. it's not me, you know, and just having that mentality of like, okay, I'm here, I'm at this level, you know. I see it now as like, you have your job, you get up. So if you're the CEO, mm. how is that different from being like a top player in sport? You know, you're on the same bracket in that field, you know, and yeah. that's, I mean, you've put it perfectly, you know, just that 
sheer joy of like, he's on my level. He's not, he's, we're all humans, you know. Yeah. He's not some outer space alien, you know. And man, just to keep that feeling going and be amazing. Like that should be the model of life, you know. <laughs> Which is, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> but like, yeah, day to day, you just, you, you feel that complacency tick over. You'd be like, nah, yeah. I don't want to feel like that. Mm. Get up and start moving, do something, find something that you want to really enjoy yeah. doing for like a long time. That's cool, man. And so we have a break from, we'll get more obviously into the comm games and the journey, but with the uni itself, how's your experience? How's your experience with it? You know, people, everyone has a different experience of uni. Yeah. I want the Emmanuel Fakier one. Oh, mate. Uni is rough. rough. <laughs> like electrical engineering is bloody intense. Yeah. Um, they pretty much put it all on your shoulders. Be like, we give you all the content. If you don't understand it, like I'm lucky. Like my first electrical tutorial, my like tutorials two was like, so um, I'm pretty sure most of you picked this subject to make a lot of money. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you will. <laughs> wow. And he was just like, it's it's a long path to take. Like if someone was doing business, he's like, yeah, my friend does business. He's making more money than I, like than me right now. And I still haven't finished my degree yet. And mm. it was just like, a, well, like, are you trying to keep me on doing university or do you want me to quit and go do business? Yeah. Kind of a feeling like that. And like years roll by, like you keep doing like a course or another like another subject and like I failed one subject and that was a real kick in my ass going, Oh, maybe I should try a bit harder Yeah. <laughs> in times like that. Like it was 7% fail rate, all this, like all this pizzazz about like just nth degree in mathematics or like differentiating a quadratic equation. And it's, it just blows your mind. My head hurts from listening to that. Yeah, exactly. And I reckon me in engineering, it was more about the people. The people are more interesting than the degree. Yeah. yeah. Find that most. What, how are the people in your degree? They're, they're very awkward. Awkward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm... But do you love that? Yeah, I yeah. love it because I push it out of them. Yeah. So it's like to push someone out of their comfort zone is probably one of my biggest joys. Yes. So like... Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a great sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so like we'll be sitting down in class having tutorial and then... Like, they'll be sitting there and be like, oh, I don't understand, I don't understand this. I'm like, ask a question. I'm like, no, I don't want to ask a question. I look down, I'm like, well, if you don't, I reckon someone else has been like the exact same as you, but like, they don't want to ask a question. You're just making it harder for yourself. Yeah. The person's there to help you. Yeah. And then like, I'll put my hand up, I'll say their question and they'll be like, oh, thank you. And I'll be like, nah, now nah, you got to pay me, like do a favor for me. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this was over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, even sometimes we'll go out and eat, like, lunch or something and I'll forcefully make us sit with a random person in the UTS hall, like, food court area, and they'll be like, why are we sitting here? And I'm like, just talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that turn out? It's great because they just, like, the person sitting there is just looking up like at you being like, what are you doing? Why are you sitting down <laughs> next to me? And, like, they'll be like, I don't know. Like, it's his, it's like, it's his plan. I was like. It's not my idea. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> like we have like a sold like an hour chat with this random person, and they'll be like a cool person. They're like, "Oh, thanks for that, guys. Like I really needed to talk." Yeah. And they were like, "I'm like, yeah, no worries." And the mate's like, 
Yeah. That was pretty good, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Communication is very underrated, you know. Very underrated. You know, you can get a lot out of a, even an hour chat, 10-minute chat about some pers- someone's personality. So mm. there you go. If you want a, if you want a fun uh, degree, go to UTS. If uh, Emmanuel Fakia, he'll come and sit with you at lunch. Exactly. Uh, uninvited. Does, doesn't care. Um, so was electrical engineering what you wanted to do or? Uh, I want to do architecture before mm-hmm. heading in, but my parents are like, no, do electrical. And yep. I was like, why? They're like, oh, because we know someone that does it and like they make a lot of money from it. But at the same time, like architecture has no girls in it. No. Oh, sorry, uh, engineering has no girls in it. Oh. Going, going to an all boys school and everything, you just spend like it's, it's ten years of my life. No girls. <laughs> Not a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, like, I'm friends with people in design now. Okay. Of my sport because like some of them do interior design and all that and like you meet some of their friends and like they're good looking women it's just and like and dudes and guys like whatever but like it's a like uni has that difference kind of thing like you can mesh with anyone yeah like no degree is technically better yeah. than the other one except you get your lawyers and they'll be pretty stuck up mm. but then you break them down and be like oh yeah, your degree is exactly the same as mine <laughs> yeah pretty much and with that whole money concept do you see that as a big reward or like it's just there with what i'm doing uh i say it's a big reward at the end of the day it just it's a driving factor yeah. for me to keep doing my degree yes yeah. been in the fourth year and two more years to go and that two more years is a full-time kind of a vibe with quotation marks because yeah. with athletics then it's going to go part-time and then from there that might even extend it out to be six years or four years mm. and like, even if I take a gap year as well, just to be like, I'm going to focus a bit more on athletics. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good balance or it's a good idea mm. or a feeling, but if I really wanted to finish my degree, I would stop athletics and concentrate, but it's going good now and why stop? Yeah. Keep the run going. Yeah. That's very cool, man. And with your training regime, do you train at the uni? Yeah, I go to the gym at the uni there. Okay. Two times a week. Yeah. Um, Any time during the break, I can get a two-hour break, and that's as long as my session goes for. Mm. But pretty much be sweaty, stinky, head back to class. Nice. Smells yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People like, oh, mate, what's that smell? (laughs) Smell success. (laughs) Well, look, at least you don't like confidence. That's what we need. (laughs) So, do you have a track and field at UTS? Uh, there's a track and field team, but I train with uh, my coach, Alex Stewart, and okay. Nicole Bergman Stewart. Um, like Nicole was an ex-Olympian, ex-Lord-Check-Com okay. Games kind of a girl, and Alex just is a great coach. He used to do triple jump as well back in the day, but now he coaches us, and we're down at Sydney Olympic Park okay. pretty much like every day. Is it easy to commute? Because you're in the city for uni. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it just depends um, what my timetable's like. Okay. And usually UTS is really great at helping you manage your timetable or even moving you to a class that would bene- make it more beneficial for you yep. to make it a train. Oh, awesome. Well, big reps for UTS. Yeah. Right. So before <clears throat> we uh, venture into the Com Games, I didn't even know you were in it, so, uh, you know. <laughs> um, be music-themed. You know, you love your music. Does that help you with your whole preparation for um, training and with your mentality to get into the zone and yeah. be driven? 
Yeah. Um, it helps out heaps uh, for training or even before training in the shower. Yeah. I like to get out my um, boosts and yeah. uh, just chuck on some jams. I'll pump it real loud when my parents aren't home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll get in the mood probably be in the shower for like 20, 30 minutes because oh. I was like just banging it out, hitting it good. And then just before training, I'll play more music, yeah. get myself in the mood. But we have some younger kids, so I don't really play my music out loud. What do you mean? You have all... You have great kids' music, don't you? <laughs> Man, every time a swimmer comes up, I lower the volume <laughs> and I pump it back up again. So just see a manual before an event, he'll just be like on edge the whole time, going up and down. Yeah, just keeping a lookout for any kids. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're observant and yeah. you know you put the effort in. That's really kind-hearted of you. Yeah, so, like, some people don't like music, like your type of music, and I understand that. Like I don't like. Um, What's that? Country music? That's a yeah. bit of a punch in the balls. Yes. Just makes everyone everything feel slow and yeah. like really crappy. Um, yeah, but I guess for music, yeah, music helps a lot for me. Like I like to sing a song before going down the track or even like getting ready. Yeah. It takes my mind off going up and doing it like jumping because triple jumps are a very technical sport, but yeah. you want to make it a lot more fluid. And yep. let it come out through you naturally instead of being grunting and forcing it. Yeah. Forward. Okay. Yeah. So like sometimes like I would like to sing a bit of Twenty One Savage on the runaway, mm. get myself hyped up. Mm. You know, maybe throw out some Kanye. Mm. Exactly. Like Travis was mm. a big one for me. It's like uh, I was just sitting up there, like I get those goosebumps every time. Oh. You come around, you know, oh. use my mind, you make everything. Or I stop, oh. I stop. I'm nah, nah. Up. Keep going, I'm keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, without music, do you think your does it help your performance? And if you didn't have it, it'd be a lot harder to be motivated. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like I think, and we go and compete in Canberra, and Canberra's a big advocate for playing music, but they play like some slow. Oh, okay. FM radio kind of stuff and you just be like what is this like I don't want to be singing I don't want to run down to Adele hello yeah it's like first step hello no you want to be explosive you want to be like out there like I like give a bit of a yell a bit of a like a shout mm, kind yeah. of thing I see it yeah it's like some ad libs work with me goes it's <laughs> 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 oh, like even when like Big Shaq thing came around, it's like a uh, big man thing, yeah? yeah. Wobble on. That's it. Yeah. Just like that, I'm G'd up now. I'm like, yeah, that's it. We'll get it. We'll get it today. Exactly. <laughs> the power of music. Do Is that a trend now for athletes? They're very music orientated with how they prep? Or is there still some that are pretty, like, just keep to themselves and yeah. I just guess it's each person's different? Each person's different, but I reckon it's more of the younger, like 21 age. Because, yeah. um, up at the games, I was in a room with three other pole vaulters and my age, 21, like I've competed with them for like ages and they're like, they're like, they have a good spread. Like I'm more of like a ghetto R&B kind of thing, but they'll be more techno, Avicii, just bass dropping every left, right and center. Yeah. And like, they'll pump it wherever. And like, I'll be cool with it. I was like, yeah, look, I don't mind a bit of Avicii, a bit of, um, I don't really know. <laughs> And other things, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good vibe to get because like they'll feel pumped, and you'll be like, Yeah, I'm feeling pumped as well. Like, yeah, I don't mind this, but yeah, like it's yeah, it's a big thing. I guess music is, is slowly becoming a big factor in sport, yeah. All right, here we go. Com Games, big event, and yeah. we'll also talk about Japan after quickly as well. So, you're the big qualifier, 
you know, you got your results, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then you moved on to nationals. Nationals. Yeah. And you, were you same mindset, like, oh, is that real? <laughs> well, because so after, after um, getting my B qualifier, we had state two weeks later and I hurt my foot there. Oh, okay. And so I hurt my foot there. Then two weeks after that was nationals. And going in, I was semi like, I think I'm okay. Like, I'll, just, I'll forget about the foot. And just yeah. go out there and jump. And qualifying around, I was running down. Like it was, I was a mess. Like everything was all over the place. Like I might, I couldn't. I was so close to not qualifying for the final okay. because of like my foot. I was just like, dude, it hurts so much. I can't do this and. We only had like, a, you don't even have a day break. It was the next day you have the finals. Mm. And I was just sitting there. I was just like, oh, I don't know I'm going to do this. But like inside of me, I just felt like, look, this is your chance. You're not going to let it go away. Like, yeah. This is yours to take and this is yours to give up. But like at that moment, I it was like a more of a decision make, like decision pinnacle point in my thing being like, how bad do you want this? Like, yeah. Are you really going out there just to be like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm not going to do it. Or I'm hurt and I know everyone else is hurt, but I know that I'm a lot more better shape than anyone else in this field, in this competition. And like going in, like we strapped my foot up, chucked on a bit of meds just to get the pain away. Yeah. And I went out there and just pretty much gave him my all. Like uh, there was some funny bits and pieces in the comp. Like the first round, like I'll, I jumped and there was no pain. Like come out the pit, I'm just like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just like, that's not a good jump. But I, to myself, I'm like, if there's no pain, that's a great jump. <laughs> and then like next round rolled around, I was just like psyched up. I was like, oh, I'm just going to send it out there. Like I run down the track, bam, I land into the pit. And I, I look at the side and like, it was like over 16 minutes to jump. And I'm just like, oh, freaking hectic. Yeah. I look back, it's a red flag. It's a foul. I'm just like, damn it. Yeah. Like, because you can't really, any chance is a wasted, like if you fail a jump, it's a wasted chance. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm like, no, that's progress. That means there's something there I've just got to fix to really catch it and get it. Yeah. And like, I think I was going into sixth place, fifth place, going into the final three rounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I knew that these boys, like ahead of me, like they were capable of jumping it. But on that day, I was like, I'm not going to let them take this away from me. It's like, how bad do you want? I was telling myself, sitting down there, like, wow, I totally forgot about this. <laughs> I, like, I was sitting down there, like, I was legitimately, like, just head was down. And, like, I don't know, like, the vibe in a Nationals Finals is such a scary thing. Because, like, I like I, I would be talking around, talking to people, all that kind of stuff. But everyone's, like, just in the zone, just, like, separated, just being, like, just getting ready. And then, like, I was telling myself, I was, like, I was sitting there, I was just being, like, freaking hell on me. Like, how bad do you want this right now? Like, how bad do you really want this? I was going up to them and be, like, I'm not letting these boys have it. This is mine. I'm taking it, and I'm taking it with just disrespect. That's right. <laughs> just, in their face, yeah, you know? Yeah, in their face. And, like, so I was, I, was, I was at the top of the run around my fifth round, and I think I moved up to third place. And I'm just down like, look, this is this this is it. Like, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want? It? I'm freaking, I'm walking up and down the track, just like mouthing it quietly to myself. I'm like, yeah. Are your coaches there? My coaches. And are they're there. like, is this not normal? For My you? coaches aren't watching because like, oh okay. But they're, they're, they're hella nervous at the point in time. They're just like, ah. Uh, because like my foot's my foot's hurting, and they're just being like, if he hurts his foot again, or if he gets in trouble, 
And like that was such a funny thing to learn after the comp, being like my coach and everyone, what we watch me jump. <laughs> they were just so scared for me at that point in time. And so like as I'm up just jamming myself, I'm like, how bad do you want, how bad do you want? And then I like, turn around, I just face down the track, I start to clap. I'm just freaking legging it down there. I run, I hit the board, bang. And like I jump, I land in the pit. I'm like, yeah, I know it's a good jump. I look to the side, it's like 16 meter mark. I'm like, yes, awesome. So I walk out of the pit. And then I walk into my coaches and they're like, oh, that was a good job. I was like, all right. I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then I look at the board and like before like they put up the number, I go 1611, like as a distance. Okay, yeah. And like just guessing what I jumped. And like I was adamant. I was like, yeah, I know I jumped that. And it comes to the board 1608. And everyone that was sitting what? around was just like, how? This man? How? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yeah. Freaking, yeah. It was like point zero three off. Yeah. <laughs> of knowing my own jump. And then like, so me jumping down the fifth round, it was such a psych out. We got for everyone else because like, because I was fifth, there was actually four more jumpers to, to okay. go after me. And they didn't see my, like my result. They thought it was like, oh, it's just another 15 meter jump. And then like slowly they started realizing on the board, it comes up with your jump and you rank at that current point in time. And then when the last, when the like last person jumped, which is the person in first place jump, mm. it came up as him second. And it was just like, he looked back twice being like, wait, what? I'm second? And then I was, I was just there. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> take that one. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> yeah. Say it with your chest. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Oh, and yeah, they, <clears throat> Then sixth round came around and then I hurt my foot again. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So were you, were you in pain? Oh, when... I was in, I was in pain. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I hurt my, I hurt my foot on the takeoff part. Like that's the, so like just to get ready to jump, it just, I was like, I banged it. And for me, jumping, it's more of a, you got to be calm and let it fluently come out. You can't force it. As soon as you start forcing it, you hurt yourself because yeah. it's 15 times your body weight. When you step on it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it gets close to a ton, and you just, yeah. How do you like to handle that? Just practice? Uh, yeah, practice. The process. Yeah, the process. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately making yourself stronger than anything else, but like my shit, if anything touches my shins right now, like I'll go down crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I just tried to touch his shins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's intense. Yeah, I hurt my foot, and then I'm sitting down there. And yeah, it was, I had to watch four of the people jump and every time they jumped in my mind, I was like, get effed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is my one. And I was like, tell, I was telling myself, not today, not today. Like I was sitting down on the ground, just watching them, just iron it. And like next person jump, next, last person finished jumping. And I was just like, far we did it. We freaking yeah. did it. I get up, I freaking yell around, like just going crazy. I start crying. I hug everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a crazy feeling hugging everyone and like, yeah, like walking, like walking back around. Cause like none of my parents are up in goal. Like, or, so this was in Goldie Nationals and none of my parents, no family was up. And I was just there and been like, who the hell do I celebrate with? And I was like, I've got a squad. Like, my squad's up here. Like, they're here to celebrate with me. Like, even my fa- um, one of my friend's mum was up in the stand. Oh, no way. Yelling out to me, Oh, man, you're nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thanks. proud of you. I was like, yeah, thanks. And, like, everyone else is sitting there. And, like, you have, like, other athletes and stuff, like, sitting down, like, other coaches. And then, like, oh, like, oh, God, oh, who won? And I was like, 
was like, this guy won. And they were just like, oh, what? Like, so no one actually thought I was going to win it. You're the underdog. People, yeah, people think of me as underdog. I think of myself like, I ain't no on. I, I knew going in, I was not an underdog. But yeah. everyone's just like, no, this guy's an underdog. Like, you don't know he's going to make it. Like, they were talking up this other guy the whole time. But what, was, what did he have that you... He just had a bit of a further jump than me. Like, oh, so okay. he had yeah. another B quarter. And I was just sitting there, I was just like, bruh, don't forget about me. <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. Forget about forget it. Forget about it. I was, just, I was just there, like, legitimately. I was just, I felt like... A little bit, I felt disrespected kind of a thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, going to a thing and it's just like, oh, they don't even say my name. Like, like even when I jumped the B qualifier, no one else knew I jumped it because this other guy jumped a further jump than me. And like, it came up in like in the sporting news kind of thing. Like, oh, um, Shemaiah James has jumped 16.46. Like, wow, such a great jump. It's a B qualifier. But that same comp, I also jumped a B qualifier and nothing was said about me. What was yours? Mine was sixteen twenty six. Oh, okay. And like, I was adamant. I was just like, okay, like, look, man's gonna disrespect me like this. Yeah, man's man's gotta get got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't. I was like, bra. <laughs> 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 like, oh, it's so much. Please tell me you did that in your celebration. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. That man, it got me so fired up. Being like, look. They don't know me. Now they know me. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm going to be here forever. And yeah. I'm going to make sure they know the name, how to say it, how to spell it. That's it. And how to respect and it. And wear it. Yes. And wear this name. Exactly. Yeah. Man. It's like, oh, it was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty scared of my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a hug from Emmanuel soon. <laughs> okay, so that. The whole emotions. So you've got how? So how long until the Com Games when you found out? Six that? weeks. Okay. Six weeks of the Com Games. Oh, well, six weeks to the start of the Com Games, and that'll be eight weeks technically till I jump. But then, like after the comp, um, I was like really stoked and really happy. I kept on forgetting my foot was hurting. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, you know, um, just like I was ready to party. I was like, yeah, 'Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. ready to have a good time.' And they're like, you, you have to calm down because now you're just gonna be in a boot." for a bit and then you're going to get a scan oh no way and I was just like dude you can't be serious yeah. but at the same time I was like look I'm not going to let this boot hold me down I'm going to still go out exactly. there exactly this is not it. I'm going to disrespect <laughs> my own boot yeah exactly <laughs> like I, I was in the boot for like a week and a bit and they were telling me oh I'll just be in a boot for like four weeks or three weeks so I was like nah that means I'm not going to be able to compete when I go to comp games yeah. and me and my coach made a decision there and then be like <laughs> I ain't gonna listen to you. Yeah. So I went to go. Ahead, I went. I went to go have a scan up there. Were you during this time? Were you nervous about your health? Like My, your foot? Oh, I. <laughs> so it's like adrenaline of being so happy okay, at yeah. the same time being so depressed that you hurt your foot. Yeah, yeah. It was like. Some like you have waves of emotions. It's like, oh, I feel so great. Then I, I walk a bit, but like, oh, my foot. <laughs> and I was just like, damn it, like this sucks so much. Yeah. And yeah, it was, just, it was such a like, like walking in that boot was just a reminder every time. I was like, this is the price you paid to make it here. Yeah. But also a reminder for you to know how to jump properly and not hurt yourself. Mm. And I went for the scans. I was sitting there like in the MRI machine, just by like, dude, MRI machines are boring. Yeah. AF. Like they said, they're going to play some music. I was like, 
do you have any Kanye? No. It's like, what do you have that's like hip hop, R&B? Like, oh, Bruno Mars. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's okay. It's like, what do you have? Um, they're like, grenade. locked out of heaven and grenade. Oh, yeah. And I was playing on a loop for like 30 minutes. I was sitting there like, bro. Was the machine like, out noise, like yeah, it was noisy. Yeah. It was louder than like the music yeah. coming in. <laughs> it's a scary process as well. It's yeah. like, I've been in one like uh, yeah. before. Talk about myself, you know. <laughs> Con games, whatever, yeah. Hey, come on, give a bit yourself. Yeah, and yeah, it's scary as well. Like mm. I was like, oh, I can't move, you know. Yeah, it's like you got to sit completely still. Yeah, and do it again. I was like, did I do this again? Like, yeah, no way. And I, as I was sitting there, like I got, like I started feeling pain in my foot. I was mm. just like, shit, shit, shit. Like hopefully it's not bad. Hopefully it's not bad. And like no, I was nervous. So and I was pretty much so nervous. And I was so like at this point, I'll, I've been like up in Goldie for like a month now yeah and because after the comp we had a small training camp and it was that was supposed to go on for I think three weeks and I only stayed up there for a week because I was like I just want to go back with see my family and celebrate other people but like low-key my parents aren't really big fans of sport or know much about sports so they didn't really understand the the magnitude of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, wow, you won nationals. That's such a great achievement. But I was like, oh, I also made com games. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's dinner. I'll go to your room and clean your room. And I was just like, oh, okay. The disrespect. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mum. Love you, dad. dad. <laughs> yeah, this- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah getting scans back and all that jazz um found out i had three torn muscles in my foot oh and they said that yeah you could be out for six weeks and i was like oh well comp games is in six weeks and uh, i'm not gonna miss out on that and for some reason like i just stayed positive really yeah. positive and i just i don't know what happened but like my foot got better and better like as the days went on like sooner like sooner like i think four weeks of knowing that i had the thing i couldn't feel pain in it and oh. i was like wow like what the hell because like heaps of physio like rubbing it like having medication trying to like flush out the swelling yeah and like there was no pain no nothing but at the same time i couldn't triple jump so for six weeks going into the games i had no jumping except for like normal bounding which is not really it because in triple jump you got to hop Okay. And to hop, as I said, 15, 15 times your body weight. So I was hella scared to come back into training two weeks before and actually doing, no, four days before comp, I I did a triple jump. Like my first first one for six weeks after national. Four days before your... Four days before my qualifying. Wow. That's when we did it, just to see how good the foot was. And like, I came out and like I jumped a PB from short approach. I was thinking to myself, yeah, awesome. Like that's freaking sick. Yeah. But at the same time, triple jump, you have to send it, but you got to be ballsy <laughs> AF to send it down yeah. there because if you send it and you're not prepared, it hurts. Like, as it can hurt. It's like a bitch. Like, yeah. you'll feel your whole leg just hurt. And, like, you like you have to sit there and you remember you have, like, two more jumps to go. You're like, damn it. Yeah. So, I like, so I'll, I'll take you through. So, yeah, so coming from that, like, I was feeling really good because we're up in the games with, and we're practicing coming into it. And when I did that eight steps, I was feeling awesome. I was like, I'm over the moon. Like, I know I'm ready to jump far mm. any given second. I come to comp, and then I'm just getting ready, doing my drills. Everything's going well. Like, we just, we're out of there, like, just having a last-minute physio, strapping up tape. 
and I think it, it hits me then and there like man I'm at the com game yeah. I'm at a high level right now like, but for some reason it still didn't hit me fully until I was in the I was in the um, call room mm-hmm. and like being in Australia like you compete against white people your whole life like this is white bogan Australians yeah. and I get there it's just a whole bunch of black people I was just thinking there I was like Bro, <laughs> and I was the smallest out of all of them. Wow! Like these men were like six two, six six, and like they were just big, and like they just started like making noises. Like I think they were trying to like psych people yeah. out or something like that. But for me, it's like I grew up with brothers. I grew up with like the whole walks of life. Like you grew up with Wogs, Lebanese people, just yeah. like some hard people. Like, yeah, yeah. And like you get there, you just be like. No, I'm not even intimidated by this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Which someone, is how good's that? Yeah, it just felt even better. And then we were heading out, walking out, about to enter the stadium. Like, my head's down. I'm trying to like, concentrate, being, like, all this kind of stuff. And then people just start, like, the crowd just starts, like, erupting for some reason. I'm looking around, like, what are they erupting for? And then, like, they just go, go, Australia. And they're looking down at me and yelling at me. I'm wow. just like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> sick. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. Remember yeah. the name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I walk around saying everyone's like going crazy. Like I'm walking around to put my bags down. Everyone's full like yelling, clapping, standing up for me. I'm just like, what's happening? Like I feel like a rock star right yeah. now. Like it's the biggest experience of like mind blown. I was like, oh, you're joking. Like yeah. you're just yelling for me. Like, on the runway, like, I'm just, like, um, I'm just standing on there and then, like, I'm about to go down and start running. And, like, I knew that I had to, like, give it my all to make the final. So, like, I was clapping, just getting myself g up. The crowd was loving it. Everyone's clapping. Like, imagine a whole stadium just clapping just for you. It's a, it's a Tuesday night for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just carry on. Yeah, so it's great all, all, all clapping. Yeah, all clapping, and like I'm about to run down, and in my head I'm just like, look, I'm, just, I can, I'm, I'm gonna run down, but I'm gonna take it a little bit easy, just like I don't wanna like give too much yeah. at the same time. But I was a bit passive in my first one, and like I landed, and it was ended up to be like fifteen seventy. I get out of the pit, like in the video, like you can see me. I'm just like, ah, oh, like that's all right, like it's not great, but like it's a good first round jump kind of thing, just the base for mm. me to hit off from. And my next round, my, my coach is like looking at you, like you gotta, you gotta give more. Like you look like you're just running down like a chicken with no head, like with a head still on. Run down there without a head on. Yeah. And next round, I was like, look, all right, let's get it. And I'm, I'm out there. I'm just telling myself, just like freaking out. Come on, man. You're like, you know, it's right there. It's right there. You can get it rev the crowd up once again like the crowd was so loud like I couldn't hear myself think at wow. this point in time like it was such it was it was that big of a experience I was like well I'm running down there I run in I land on the pin I'm like yeah that's a decent jump look back it's a foul I'm like damn that yeah. really sucks and like you look up to the screen and it shows you how much you fouled by and it's like less than a millimeter I fouled wow. over the board and I'm just like dude that's a like that really hurts a yeah. lot. But I was like, look, you know what? I got one more. Got to stay positive. Got one more. And the last round rolls around, and I'm just standing on top of the runway, just waiting. And then the crowd just starts chanting Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And I'm just like, dude, this is sick. Yeah. And I'm just there, like wag, like wagging my finger like, across the side, being like Aussie, 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 oi, 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 oi. Like I'm raising my hand, like more and more to get the crowd revved up. 
And then, like, yeah, I run down the track, I foul it again, and then I'm just, like, a bit disappointed, but at the same time, I'm grateful because, like, my foot wasn't hurting. That was my biggest concern, being, mm. like, if my foot hurts, then, like, I still have to get ready for the final. I don't really want to come in there being, like, half-equipped to, yeah. to show, like, giving my all. But, like, at that three jumps, I tried to show Australia what, like, what the best I can give and how good my sport is and, and like, how I compare the rest of the world, and I think they loved it, like, after finishing the comp, um, the person who won the comp, but this is like during qualifying, I, I looked a bit gutted, but then he was like, hey man, like cheer up, like, man, I've got, I had days like that, and I wish someone came up to and talked to me about it, but I, I was like, I'm there, for, it's like, I'm here for you now, and he's like, and the crowd was like full clapping for me, even after, even I didn't make it, I was like, oh, okay, like, they still liked it, I was like, mm-hmm. awesome, and he's like, look, go embrace the crowd, go embrace your people, like, you only get this once in a lifetime to compete out of home games. So I was like, yeah, sure, look. So I walked along to the side. It's probably like one of my top 10 favorite things ever, giving people high fives. And then someone's like, oh, can I take a picture? And like the rest of the group is walking away. And then I was like, yeah, sure, I can get a picture. And then like the person who was like, like um, there's a escort person trying to help you, like guide you along the way. It's like, oh, look, mate, like take your time. So oh, okay. You okay. can do it. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, so I spent like an extra probably 20 minutes out there after my comp taking pictures with like kids. That's awesome. Older people. I kept walking. Someone gave me an Australian flag. Oh, nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, what am I going to do with this? It was like, yeah, it's like, like, great job. Like, you gave me your all. Like, look, we're so proud of you. I was like, that's bloody awesome. Like, these kids were great. And then I'm walking over to, um, to, to like the media section. And the Channel 7 guy has his back turned to me, so I don't even get an interview. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this guy? He knew I was coming to you, that's right. Yeah, he knew I was coming, just doing an interview. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I'll snob you off. Yeah. Channel 7, I'll never have an interview with you ever again. <laughs> exclusive. 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 <laughs> I will go to every other station except Channel 7. To yeah. Have and, like, I'm walking up there, and um, I start hearing, it's like, oh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. I was like, I look back and like some little kid has been running after me trying oh, to get a photo wow. of my signature the whole time and meets me up the top there. And then someone's like, yeah, like she's been running after you the whole time. Can you like sign her hat and take a photo? I'm like, yeah, sure. That would be sick. And like, I was so like, it was to, to be in the limelight and really have people like want your signature and really want you out there was such a intro, like it was... I was so shocked. I was so, like, humbled by it. I was like, damn, like, to feel the love from so many random people. Yeah. Just know that they had your back out there. It's like, if I had a chance to go out and do it again and know that they had my back, because I, I felt like I felt like an individual. Like, I've been training by myself for six yeah. weeks. I feel like, oh, no one really knows that I'm doing this and all this kind of stuff. But then people really knew and cared. Mm. And if I knew some people, like, were behind me like that, man, I would have pooped. I've got to jump the world record if I had to <laughs> in time. So they go, uh, Australia, triple jump team, get him in the next one he knows. Yeah. <laughs> he gets your world record. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just, you know, and to experience that is like once in a lifetime, like your mate was saying, like, mm. even hearing it, I'm just out of breath. I'm like, that's, what a, what a, what a story of a day. And that was just one day. Then, yeah. <laughs> And you can take that for the rest of your life, you know, no matter what happens, you mm. have that feeling. But I can't be complacent, though. <laughs> yeah, that's got, true. That's true. Better experiences. Sorry. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, see, I'm all, all over the shop. <laughs> so, 
you do the jump, and then how long did you actually stay in Gold Coast for for the comm games? Um, like the whole games? The whole game. So we had a holding camp for two weeks beforehand, so okay. the whole thing was like a month. So I was like a month away from family, away from friends, with some good random people, like on a team of 100 people to like yep. talk to and stuff. And at the same time, it was a bit nerve, it wasn't nerve wracking, but a bit lonely of mm. a feeling because like you don't know these people like they're like everyone else has been on a team before someone else at this stage and they have someone yeah, yeah so yeah. they have people to talk to and even being up in the holding camp I was in a room by myself like the person I was supposed to stay with didn't come until like two days before his event in the village oh yeah okay so like like he like he's a great bloke like he was funny he was great like I was like damn like where, where, were you, where were you three weeks ago? Yeah, like, yeah. It would have been great to hang out with. But like every day, like I was like training, eat food with like people, and then after that, go to bed. And then it was kind of a semi depressing moment because it was just like I just sat there back in my room. I was like, oh, okay. Like, no one to talk to, nothing really else to do except train, wake up, yeah, go train. Like, even like going towards breakfast, like. There was no one else to go with because yeah. everyone had someone else to go with like, in their room and that was cool and all, but like, I'll wake up and I'll just always sit with someone new every day, which yeah. I didn't mind. I was like, that's it. That's even more fun than yeah. it actually is, but I was like walking around by myself most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And it can get to, you know, it's a, that's the behind the scenes of like the commitment and discipline and yeah. you know, stuff you got to go through that, you know, many people don't really appreciate, you know, they aren't on that stage. So mm. it's it's a toll. Looks yeah. like it's taking a toll. Yeah. And, yeah, so after that, Com Games, fantastic experience, you know, did what you could, mm. you know, you've detailed it pretty well and, you know, hopefully there's more to come. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely there's more to come. Mm. Um, I can, so, I'll tell you a bit more off the books. Oh! <laughs> off the books, Com that's Games. What I'm, oh, that's what I'm here for. I'm just exclu- exclusive central, really, so... After- Alice hitting it up with the same bolt in the club. Are you serious? I'm serious. Three, three or two nights in a row, this man was out there getting it, and we were with him. Wow. Yes, it was insane. It, he wasn't competing, was he? He wasn't competing. No, no, no. He's he's quit. Like he's done. He's retired. Yeah. And like this guy was just going at it. Like he was DJing for a bit. He comes back down. He has like a private booth section. Like all these girls dancing, trying to get in there, trying to talk to him. Yeah, superstar. Yeah, but this man's big and real. Like he's yeah? tall and real. Like, really? like you can feel like like he's just it factor. Like yeah. It's, like this is like. You feel like it's. This guy's more than the normal, like, normal human. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's, like, insane. Like, the star put us up for a bit, like, after competing. And, like, you would just see, like, other nations out there, like, just partying with you and just having, the, like, most fun of your life. Like, I was dancing with some British girls and, like, they were just like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Australia is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, oh, I don't want to go back home. And like, after this, we're going on a holiday down to Byron Bay. I was like, oh, Byron Bay. That's, oh, it's I'll meet fun. you up there. <laughs> yeah. I'll meet you up there, definitely. And yeah, it was, it was such an insane scene. Like, everyone there was just having a good time. And I think people don't hear about it, but like, it's sick mm. <laughs> to it was, experience. And that, did you always want that? Like, you got so you qualified Com Games. Were you thinking yeah. of that, or you just more like, okay, I've got my jumps. That's all I'm focused on. Yeah, that's just extra. Yeah, that's the yeah, legitimate just extra. Like, 
as soon as after hit, I was just like, okay, um, what's next? Yeah. And I was like, I can have a bit of a rest. Mm. I can go out. I, and most of the guys there were just trying to cheer me up kind of a thing. But like, hey, don't be bogged down. Come out with us and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was probably, it was a great night hanging out with people. Like, drink, athletes drinking is the funniest thing because they don't know how to, because like they've been sober for like, let's say a year and a bit. Yeah, yeah. And like two drinks and they're pretty much just plastered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, so funny seeing them just go like, <laughs> but they still do it responsibly, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was very responsible. Yeah, very responsible. Like, I think um, I was partying with some of the Australian swimmers, and they are a good bunch of people to party with. Like, mm. they they know how to have a good time. And there's good vibes and just yeah, good vibes. Good. That's so good to hear, though. Like, everyone's a good spirit in the camp. And yeah, yeah, um, it, like being like, I think I was like. I think in a team of a thousand, I think there was probably a thousand shows, probably 800 maybe. I, wouldn't, I don't want to speculate too much. But um, yeah, there was like probably five African people, like black people in the team. And as a joke, well, after I finished competing, I went up to the swimmers and I put on an uh, African accent being like, hello, my name is Emmanuel. <laughs> uh, I come to this country to triple jump. <laughs> and like they were full believing me. So invested in that. Yeah, they were so invested. Like, oh, wow, when did you come to the country? I was like, oh, last year I came to come jump. <laughs> they say, you jump over a creek. I say, I jump over alligator. <laughs> and like, like they were loving it. And then like, it's, you know, I'll just break out like this accent and they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, that look of that priceless look of that. It's like, oh, what? what? It's like, like, where'd you go? Like, what, what's this? And like, they they loved it so much. At yeah. Same time, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> Taken back for that. <laughs> <laughs> so after all that experience, you're still very humble. Yeah. You know, you down to earth guy. You know, where other people can get that headspace and be like, well, like this is what I am now. You know, but you seems to not phase you at all. No, nah, um, yeah, I think it was, yeah, it doesn't, do, yeah, it doesn't really face me. I was more on the vibe, like, if someone's like, oh, you went to the Com Games, I get really nervous and awkward. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a vibe. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting being up there, uh, like, you want to go out and eat. So after comp, I was like, yeah, I'll go out with family and have um, lunch with them. And someone would just spot you out in public, be like, hey, aren't you the guy from Com Games? And I'd be like, Are you in uniform though? No, I'm not in uniform. Okay. Like, and they spot you. And you're just like, ah, yeah, I am. And then you're stuck there for 30 minutes taking photos because like someone take a photo of you and they'll be like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. And like, oh, this guy's from Com Games. And you hear them whispering, you're just like, oh. like, oh, can we get a photo? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on in. Like, I, like, I loved every second of it, but it was more like embarrassing myself. Yeah, I yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to. Do it. I, I don't look too stuck up. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So many photos, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a funny experience because like, I, I got a bit bored while taking photos, and I was like, all right, guys, only silly photos only. Like, I'm yeah, yeah, just change it stuff. up. Yeah, mm. <laughs> just standing there smiling for like a sort of thirty minutes. Yeah, like I'll, I'll be there. I'll be like doing a silly photo. I'll talk to them about like some. Like their life, like oh, how's life going for you? And like oh, great. And like how, like how's life going for you? Like I'm gonna come again. So yeah, it was a very cool vibe. Yeah, well, if, I don't know if you've seen the video of Ronaldo and Cristiano. He's at a just a cafe spot in like Madrid when he was at Real Madrid, and like he, t- he, he just sitting there, and it's legit every second. So I was like, that amazing. I was like, I'm just a, like it's astounded like how many photos someone can take and not get like the shits and yeah. be like. Did you, were you just thinking like, okay, this is like a 
once in a lifetime experience, like the fact that this is happening, it's just cool. You know, everyone yeah. dreams to be famous and stuff, but yeah. you lived it for that time. Was it everything you expected or? Um, I was not expecting the, like the love, like that much love and admiration mm. people. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was a big shock. Like I reckon being famous and becoming famous is that small point and there's that small gap of, you understanding how to cope with it. Like some yeah. people can and some people can't, but in that small gap, you've got to learn how to really balance it all out. Like, yeah. Like for me now, um, so most of, the, most of the Australian team is supposed to be verified on Instagram. Mm. Like get that blue tick next yeah. to their name. Yeah, that's what you want. But I didn't get it. So I was oh, like, oh man, that's... That's disrespect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I was, I was there, like, that's all I was expecting. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get a tick on Instagram. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, most people don't have this. Yeah, but then, like, to get, like, be tagged in people's photos, be like, oh, come games that way. Like, Emmanuel's like, bro, that's me. Someone else's photo. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was insane. Yeah. And, yeah, man. Like, yeah, you're treated like rock stars over there. Anything was pretty much for free mm. for you. Like you have to be like, no, 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 I'll pay, I'll pay. Like, no, 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 you're an athlete, don't worry about wow. it. Wow. And I was like, bro, I can get used to this. Yeah. And then, but coming back down to Sydney, life is just ordering. No one here really knows about sport mm. that well. Because like, I thought like some people would notice me, but nah. It was just like, everyone here is just focused doing what they want to do. Yeah. But yeah, like, I was like, I'm okay with that. I like, I like this vibe. But then you get like, like you, like my friends just being like, Oh yeah, have you met my friend Emmanuel? Was at the Com Games? Dude, <laughs> that's awesome, man. And you know, you got that to take with you. You know, going forward. You know, hopefully, you know, after this podcast, you never know, man. Like, city people might be all over you. <laughs> blown up, man. Blow up. That's it. So, you know, you have managed it well. You know, you've done your bit. Mm. Made Australia proud. Um, let's just talk about your future now. You know, I've done and dusted. It's in the past, you know, you can build from it. You got that baseline, like you said, now it's how to improve. What is in the future for Emmanuel Fakier? Um, I guess in the future would be for me I like I like to think about jumping as jumping further than I did last time. Mm-hmm. So it gives me that vibe to keep on going. But like winning a major champs medal would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, next year is World Universities in Napoli in Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be a good place to really get going. But like, that's and you're going to that, or you have to qualify. I have to qualify for that. Okay. So between, I guess, in November till August, mm-hmm. I have a chance to qualify for that. But um, so like, that's like Plan C. Plan B would be then making world champs next year, which would be in Qatar. Okay. That would be pretty cool. 40, 40 degrees. Oh yeah. Humidity. Yes. And, yeah, <laughs> put it on a sweat. Uh, I reckon I have like the do rag on. <laughs> we'll keep a look out though, alright. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, Olympics in two years' time in Tokyo. That mm. should be great. Uh, hopefully, I'll be at top of my game and like, flying full cylinders, trying to win a medal for Australia. Yeah, and you got that drive each day now. I'll be like, that's where my mm. mind is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be on the lookout though, you know, be rooting for you, you know. I'll keep posting. Yeah, keep posting, you know. Do you want people to know your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Fakier, uh, that's my Instagram, uh, F-A-K-I-Y-E. Yeah, and we'll link it as well when yeah. 
you know, since it's going to be top news when it's out. <laughs> and don't forget about Station Jet, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you got anything else you want to touch on? Um, no. I know you've been thinking about this day for a long time. I have. Oh, um, nah, I think it's just a great experience being out here. Uh, have a couple of shout-outs. Yeah. Uh, hold tight, Dylan Johnson. I know you're out there living life in, uh, in the Big Apple and in most of Europe. Uh, hold tight, people out in Europe. You're making me feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, always out there on holiday. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, anyone that supported me out there, big ups to you because um, that means so much. Um, every day going out there knowing that you got my back is probably one of the biggest things I have holding on to. Yeah. Awesome. And final message just for any future athletes that, you know, may have looked at your triple jump for inspiration, a message for them. Uh, find something that you enjoy. Find the joy in your sport. I reckon that's a big one for me. Um, even if you, you just got to be yourself out there. And that's what really sells when you show your emotion. And if you're not yourself out there, then you're not truly giving it your all. And that's what I really think. Just be happy, show show the world your true colors, and they'll love you either way. Wow. What a message to end on. Manuel, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. We've uh, smashed it for time, an hour and 20 minutes. So there you go. All right. Big thanks to Manuel for coming on to the show. Uh, great story that he has provided us here. Hope you've enjoyed it too. Again, you can listen to Station Jet Podcast on Apple Podcasts at Station Jet Podcast and on SoundCloud at Station Jet. Make sure to follow the Instagram page, Station underscore Jet, to be up to date with all things Station Jet Podcast. Until next time, see you then. Bruh.